and welcome to INE Live. You are in the INE boardroom today. I'm your host, Katherine Brown. And today we're sitting down with INE CEO Richard McLean, talking about some exciting additions to the INE platform that you can look for in the next few weeks and months. And we'll see some hands-on demonstrations of some of those tools. Very interesting stream today. We'll touch on some highlights over the past few months as well. And we'll be taking your questions as always. So go ahead and get those ready. Before we get started, as we do each time we stream here on INE Live, I want to let you know we are, of course, streaming live across social media platforms right now, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Be sure to like and follow as well as subscribe with the notifications turned on for whatever platform you're using so you can stay in the loop every time we do go live. And of course, we want you to get involved, talk to others, talk to us. We'd love to see you guys for forging relationships here in chat and, uh, and talking away. We've already got some questions here. Uh, one from Idris coming in, we'll get to that shortly. Our team is monitoring chat. If you have a question, drop it in there. If you have a, uh, if, if you have a comment, drop it in there. If you have a question, do us a favor, put a cue at the beginning so as we're combing through chat, we can find those questions very easily and we'll get to as many as we can today, we promise. Now let's bring in Richard McLean. Richard's been working with INE since 2008, certainly a familiar face here on INE Live. He's been the host of, uh, the uh, CEO rather, of INE for four years. Richard, so glad to have you here on the stream today. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's awesome to be here. And uh, I love what how you've grown INE Live and what it's become. And uh, love that we can put this out there for the community and, and uh, the students as well. So it's awesome. Yeah, we, uh, we're enjoying getting to use this platform just for a, a ton of different ways and experiment all the ways that we can use it. So great to have you here. Um, first of all, I just want to jump in. There have been a ton of changes to INE over the last few months, some acquisitions, new courses that we've debuted, thousands of new labs. We've launched a new certification that is really just the beginning um, as we go through kind of the laundry list of, of what's been happening over the past few months. And I wanna see if you can just start us off by going through the roadmap, kind of a, a, a status report of where we stand now and looking ahead over the next few weeks and months, what can people expect from a high level perspective? Sure. Yeah, I think uh, look at the roadmap and like kind of break it down into three parts. We have our certifications, our platform and our content. And um, on the on the certification side, I know there's a, a lot of excitement around our entry level uh, pen tester student that followed up with an uh, EJTP certification. And we're super excited to be uh, working on the version two of that and coming out with a, a new EJTP. Uh, we think everybody's going to love it. Uh, super, super excited and have the team is, uh, has been really working hard and dedicated to, to getting that done. Uh, on, the, on the platform side, um, we've really been pushing um, a, a big focus on the hands-on labs. We feel like that hands-on and, and practical lab experience is really the way to become an expert. And uh, we've really been pushing that forward. And so um, we've developed a, you know, there's a lot of cybersecurity labs now that are showing up in the platform. Uh, we're working through Azure Labs, AWS Labs that are now, you know, two clicks off of the platform. Uh, and, and most recently, we've been really pushing uh, networking labs uh, so that you can get a full-blown topology and, and just a few clicks. And so uh, that's really been exciting to see. And uh, it's really been a lot of work from the team to get to, get to this point. Uh, on the content side, um, we've, we've, you know, we spent a lot of last year building out the instructor base and really getting in some experts on the, on the team. And uh, so... I think the uh, the first few months here have been uh, really focused in on the networking team has been really focused in on delivering uh, new Juniper content. That was a, one of the biggest requests from uh, from students and customers alike was uh, pushing pushing harder on Juniper on the networking side uh, and on the uh, on the on the cloud side, really working to uh, increase the AWS and Azure content. 
And so uh, it's really been, you know, getting as much of this uh, content in the hands of students as quickly as possible. It's really, uh, and I think the roadmap, uh, and we are gonna be releasing a roadmap later this month, or I guess next month now that it's uh, one day till April, but, uh, and, and, and really put it out there and really wanna get feedback on it as well. But we're, we're really super excited about the roadmap that we're building and uh, can't wait to get, get, the content, get the content out here. Yeah, and one of the things, um, as, as you and I were talking, preparing for this, um, preparing for this stream that, that really struck me is like everything that we've done and looking ahead on the roadmap, everything that we're doing really harkens back to, to the, um, the heart of the mission at INE, which is hands-on, right, and practical. Every single thing from the certifications to the platform to the courses to the labs, um, it, 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 it really reinforces that critical importance on getting students involved from a hands-on perspective. Yeah, I think that's super important. Uh, um, you know, there's a lot of places where you can go and find theoretical content or, you know, watch somebody solve a problem on YouTube, but it's really until you get your hands, you know, on the, on the technologies or configuring routers or uh, trying pen testing uh, tools like Metasploit uh, or programming in the browser, you know, and it's not until you can really get your hands on those things where, you know, that light bulb comes on, right? And you under, have that understanding that like you didn't have prior when you're just kind of watching and following somebody along through it. Uh, so I think it's it's hugely critical to the learning aspect and to the understanding um, and not just kind of understanding the theory, but really understanding the practical impl implications and, and how to implement these things in the real world. And I think that's hugely important for us as we look at, as we look down the road towards uh, net new INE certifications, um, really having that mindset on a practical application is, is a really game changer in the certification space as well, because then employers know that I'm hiring this person on, they have an INE certification. I know that they've been in these AWS accounts, they've been in Azure, they've had this experience uh, pen testing on, on real systems. And it's not just it's not just Q and A answer the questions and and you know we see a lot of those that are, um, you know it's it's easy to memorize or to find find some of those uh, sources that provide that you know the help with those certifications. But I think we're really trying to bring a new light on it that's really impactful to both the students and to employers that that can see those. Yeah, and you mentioned that that light bulb moment, right? That's what it's all about for um, certainly for the students and for our IT professionals, but also that's that's really the reward um, on our end as well is when we see that light bulb go off and we see, okay, the, you know, people who are taking this training are able to, okay, it clicks. Now they're able to go and and you know, be get a better job or advance in their career or um, you know just just demonstrate their knowledge a little bit more because boom they've they've been able to uh, to really have that fl uh, switch flipped for them uh, yeah when I was a when I was an instructor or uh, a, a, you know when I taught Java down in Auburn uh, you know Java programming was it's very it's you know you get thrown in and you have no idea like what's going on and we go you know they go to the lectures and they sit through these classes and it's still like you know it's it feels very foreign and uh, I think that that is the most rewarding moment when, you know, you're going through and you're working with somebody in the code and they, they like, oh, like it makes sense. And then everything else kind of really starts following along a lot. You know, it's, it becomes easier and easier. Uh, and so that is really the most rewarding, rewarding part of, of what we do. And, you know, we, we are, are so passionate about our students and, and trying to make sure that we're delivering knowledge and information that can help them in their in their day to day. And, and help them in their career and help employers uh, stay on top of these technologies. I
when I first started and finally learned what it was. So uh, I, know, <laughs> I know how proud you are of, of us students for learning actual uh, real life real life skills. Um, one of the things you mentioned, Richard, was the, uh, was the networking labs. And currently we have uh, more than 300 new labs on the platform and really growing every day. Um, can you talk specifically about some of those and um, you know, what they do, what kind of difference they can make for the students? Uh, yeah, I think it's a huge departure from kind of how, you know, we started in networking. We were really focused in on, you know, delivering material and labs around becoming a CCIE. Uh, you know, with that foundation, we really learned, I mean, that, that, that you had to have hands-on knowledge, then, right? That was, I mean, this is the pinnacle of network, networking. Uh, and so, you know, we spent a lot of money and a lot of time building out and developing automations and systems around, um, the the lab environment we we set up an entire data center in reno nevada we were you know renting out logins to people they had to book these sessions it was all on the physical equipment and all this kind of stuff and um you know with the acquisition of pta uh, we were able to like you know get a lab platform that was really scalable and suitable for delivering uh networking labs in the browser and so I think it's it's a huge it's a huge step in the right direction in my in my mind because now you're not running out racks days in advance you're not having to pay anything additional it's all included in the past and more importantly it's kind of in line with the training so you see a video you take a quiz you do the lab so that you kind of have that reinforcement all the way through that training objectives uh, and so I think th this is really uh, a huge step in the in in delivering that kind of on, on demand uh, hands on environment. That is, I think, crucial in, in development. And you know, just to be candid, I mean, there's been sort of uh, uh, mostly positive, but definitely some some mixed reaction as these labs have kind of hit the market from people saying, you know, why why the change, why the shift over to browser-based labs, and um, you know, there there has been a ton of research and thought put into the the uh, reasoning behind these browser-based labs. Just to your point. Um, you know, they're, they're just more usable for more people. Yeah, I think for us, the, um, the really key was that can, can we accomplish the learning objectives of the course uh, through these labs? And, and if yes, then it's a no brainer that we do that we go this route, because I think the, the ease of use, and I, I stress this because I think the, the one thing as, as students go through you know, the number one enemy in training and in studying is, is time. And it's, if I, if I can remove barriers and remove roadblocks for students so that, oh, the lab's right here, I'll just go ahead and do it. That, that is a huge step in the right direction and, and reducing that barrier, whether it's mentally or whether it's, you know, time in the, uh, you have all these other, you know, uh, distractions or things around you. I mean, that, that in itself is a huge, a huge improvement. And I think on the other side, you know, we have a lot of customers that are um, working in, in industry today that their, um, you know, their networks don't allow them to VPN, Telnet, SSH out of that network. And so there are restrictions on that point that we can circumvent by having these labs. Uh, and not just that, I think the, the, the huge thing is, is that um, the speed at which we can now develop labs and develop this training and create environments for students to practice and to test uh, has been drastically increased. The time is so quick yes. now from a Brian McGann getting going That's through, coming up with an idea in a topology. Networking labs. 
and then and then deploying that out onto the uh, onto the environment. It's the timing has been so greatly improved. Awesome. All right. So uh, I, I was just talking with our production team here. Um, wonder, do you want to do you want to go through kind of a hands-on demo of some of these networking labs right now? Show those off, Richard. Yeah, I think we have some. Uh, I think we have some screenshots on on standby there that we can just go through. But I would I would uh, you know everybody kind of out there in the audience listening. These are now live on the platform. You can go through and and, and experience these yourself. Um, really, you know, this one that, that Brian put together on BGP, uh, you know, you click start lab and then, you know, you're presented with our typical task and solutions, right? I, I would suggest don't look at the solutions until you, uh, until you go through it, but, um, uh, really the lab starts up and then you're delivered with that topology in the browser and, you know, you right click, you get to shell, you get to console, you know, you type your EN, you type your shell run config. Uh, and, and, and it's literally just like you you have telnetted into our, our boxes that were in Reno. I mean, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's so quick that, uh, it really is a huge, it's a game changer, uh, in this type of training, I think. Yeah. And we have a, um, thanks for showing those off. We have, uh, an INE live scheduled in the next couple of weeks where, uh, we're going to have Brian McGann come in and really go through an in-depth walk through hands-on demonstration of those labs kind of talk about how they are how they are game changing and what different ways that students can use them uh, really to maximize the benefit so stay tuned for details on that but thanks for for giving us a quick look richard um one of you know one of the things um that that we've been talking about and with others um both both in the company and and outside it is you know with the acquisition of Pentester Academy, we didn't just get content and labs, right? But also a whole team of security experts and researchers, they collaborate together, they turn around labs on a very hot topics in cyber in just a couple days to really get at the meat of providing real world experience for some of these publicized exploits. And I'm talking about things like, you know, Log4j, CryptoLocker, Dirty Pipe, uh, things like that, 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 that we hear about in the news and that our team through the acquisition uh, here that we did with of PTA, our teams are able to to pull together labs, push them out, you know, within a, a matter of, of a couple days, hours, a couple days uh, sometimes, and get people interacting with this and learning how to combat these active real world, uh, real world threats. And that's very important for learners. Yeah, I think one of the things as we were going through the acquisition that we we didn't realize until afterwards was the amazing team at Pentester Academy, uh, and and not just Vivek but Nishant and Jeshwin. Uh, these guys are are you know they're speaking at uh, at Black Hat this year as well. I mean they're really security experts uh, and really just an amazing team of people that are are dedicated to providing just amazing labs on like you said on these topics that come up out of nowhere and next thing you know that it's on every news channel and you know as a business leader you wonder oh am i at risk for this um and so having having where we can then turn around in a matter of like you said sometimes hours and sometimes days to get a, a full-scale environment up and in the infrastructure it's it's a huge game changer for businesses because now i know my researchers have access to that and that they're not having to go figure this out themselves from ground from zero. Uh, that they have a, a team with INE that is putting out labs that are hypersensitive to the current environment of what's going on. Um, and so, shoot, I mean, the the damages from cyber attacks on businesses 
I mean, it's it's massive, right? I mean, I think it was some some quote somewhere about three trillion dollars, and is expected this year from just damages and mm-hmm. cyber attacks. And so, any any advantage that we can give an organization to de- to defend themselves or prevent cyber attacks against their organization is, is massive. Uh, and I think that um, you know the guys at the, the team at Pentester Academy have done an amazing job of keeping those relevant, keeping those up to date, and just really coming out very quickly uh, with with labs on these attacks. Yeah, one of the key points about these labs as we're talking about these real world active threats, right? Even going in and accessing something like this through a VPN would then open up your, your, your computer, theoretically your network to one of these active threats. And so that gets back to uh, where the browser-based labs really excel here. Uh, 100%. I mean, I think this is where, you know, if you look at something like CryptoLocker, right? CryptoLocker is notorious for scanning available network shares and uh, encrypting those, right? Um, and so I think this is where you have this huge benefit of being able to, you know, not just three clicks into the lab scenario, but knowing that your computer is completely safe. Yep. That you're testing this on our equipment, not your own and not in your business's network. And that is a huge benefit uh, to the to the browser-based labs as well. Yeah, um, we want to, oh, go ahead, Richard. No, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I, we wanted to give like a really hands-on um, look at what this means. Um, our security research manager, Nishant Sharma, who is uh, with the Pentester Academy team uh, and is now part of INE, has put together a quick video. We just wanna take a look at that now. Awesome. Hi, everyone. In this session, we are going to talk about the vulnerabilities training library, and we are also going to cover the dirty pipe exploit practice lab. The objective of this library is to provide lab environments along with the manuals to our customers so they can learn about the latest threats and then defend their organizations against those. Currently, we have covered Log4j, we have covered Dirty Pipe, and then we also have some of the popular cases uh, from the past, like the WannaCry and the ShellSock. The Dirty Pipe is a Linux kernel vulnerability that enables privilege escalation by allowing us to write into the read-only files. So to put it in simple words, any low-privileged user who has read-only access on a file can actually exploit this vulnerability to write into the same file. The affected version is from 5.8 onwards. It was fixed in 5.16.11, 5.15.25, and 5.10.102. So anything that is in between of these uh, is vulnerable and it is highly recommended that you upgrade your operating system. The link to the original post is provided in the references and we will highly recommend that you go and check the original post. So let's understand how it exactly works. The main culprit for this vulnerability is a commit that was done in version 5.8, which actually introduced a new flag for the Linux pipe. We will not go into details, but to understand it briefly, let's go through the steps of exploitation. So first of all, as a user, we have to open a file for reading, and that's the reason we can only do this for the files on which we have read permission. Once the file is open, it will be obviously loaded into the memory in form of pages, then we can create a pipe with this specific flag and then we can point this pipe to the specific page where we want to make the modifications and this can be done using the splice system call once it is pointed we can write the arbitrary data to that page 
and due to this specific flag, the changes will be merged with the source file. So by using all of these steps, what we are essentially doing is we are writing something into the memory and this specific flag is then instructing the kernel to merge these changes into the original file, which, you know, which should not be allowed because you have only opened a read only file. And by using this process, we are then able to write into the read only files. So now we will use this to write into a read only file. We are going to use the code that is provided by the discoverer of this specific vulnerability. You can find it on the on the link mentioned here. For the simplicity, we have also copied this code and you know kept it in the manual that is there with the lab. So here are some required conditions to execute this attack. Uh, as an attacker, the user must have read permissions on the file. Otherwise, we won't be able to open the file and then we won't be able to do anything. Similarly, we can't insert bigger content than the original content, which means you cannot change the file size. You can only overwrite things and you know, you cannot add more things to it. So with that, let's jump into the lab and see how to do this. The lab is already running. We can check the overview and the tasks. So the first task obviously is to edit a read only file using the exploit. The solution for this is also provided here. So we'll open the lab. First of all, let's check the version of the kernel. So we can see that it is one of the vulnerable versions. Now for the sake of this demo, let's modify one of the read only files and uh, let's do this with, with the password file. So if we do a ETC password, we should be able to read it because we do have read permissions on it. We can verify the same. There we go. Uh, but as you can notice, and as we all know, uh, this file is protected. So we won't be able to write into it. So for that, we are going to use the exploit code that is provided by the author of uh, this vulnerability and the exploit. So if we go back to the solution manual, you'll find that this specific code is provided here. So we'll copy it and here use vim to create a new file called exploit.c, paste the code. The code is in C and it pretty much does the same thing as we covered in theory. So once the code is saved in the file, we can use GCC to compile it. there we go we have an executable with us so now to make this exploit work we have to use this binary then we have to provide the name of the file which is etc and password after that we are supposed to provide the offset as well as the content that we want to write so for that we have to check what we exactly want to change here so if we open etc password and now just for the sake of demonstration, we are going to change this one, which is the UID for the daemon user to zero, just a POC. 
So what we have to do is we have to count the offset from the starting to this, which will come around to 92. So we'll go back here. And as you can see, I cannot write into this. That's why it failed. So I have to just quit it. Now we'll define 92 here, which is the offset. And then I want to replace one by zero. So if I execute it, it will tell me that, okay, it has worked and we can verify the same by opening this file again. And there we go. We can clearly see that one is now replaced by zero. It is clear to us if we can write into a read-only file, uh, we can also add a new user to the etc password file and we can use that user to perform privilege escalation. But we will leave that part to the second demo. In this second demo, we will use the exploit code to directly escalate to the root user and to get a root shell. The code for this exploit is contributed by another user. Uh, we have mentioned the link here. And in this case, we will require a binary with set UID bit. So this exploit code is going to use that specific binary to write another file into the temp directory, which will then call an elevated shell. So let's go to the lab and see how to do this. Let's delete the older files. If we check the manual, the code is again provided in the manual. So here is the code. We can copy it. Let's paste it in exploit.c file. Let's save it. And now let's again compile it using GCC. Once we have the binary, we need to provide it the path to the set UID binary that we want it to hijack. To locate the files with set UID bit, let's use find command. So as you can observe, we have set UID bit on sudo and all the other binaries. So let's use sudo for this. And there we go. If we check the ID, we'll see that the current user is root. All right. So what you can see here is in temp, there is this file named sh so if we just exit it and if we check the temp you'll see that the set uid is set for this specific binary as well and as soon as you run this you'll again get an elevated shell so this is how we can leverage the dirty pipe vulnerability to escalate the privileges on a machine so that was it for this session. We will highly recommend that you check our vulnerability training library and practice these vulnerabilities in our labs. Also stay tuned for the new content that we are going to add to this in the near future. Thank you.
Wow. Uh, no, that's uh, that's very impressive. And to be able to kind of turn that around, like I said, in, in just a few days and, and, and show uh, security researchers, uh, CIOs, CTOs, uh, you know, when you see that and you go, this is this is what my team needs, because understanding it first and then just seeing how how easy it is to uh, get to an elevated shell. Um, you know, for, the, for those of, of us that are not uh, Linux gurus, uh, you know, I, kn I know that we put us, you know, if you have root access, uh, that is the keys to the castle, so to speak. So, um, you know, I think that having this training out there and putting these uh, vulnerabilities out there and, and showcasing um, that we're doing it on, on our boxes, not yours, is, you know, I think a huge, a huge benefit to the... To yeah, the I was going to say it's huge. I mean, it, it can't be under understated how <laughs> how big of a deal something like this is yeah and I, I mean, so it's, it's really that's and like i said like having the sean and the team and uh, everybody from pta being uh, just on top of this stuff it's it's amazing and it's, it's a great a great benefit to to the to the company and to, to others now um and we had a question from samson uh, samson pavlov is this demo lab available to non-premium users this is a lab that's reserved uh that is on our platform for for premium users, correct? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so thanks for asking that question, Sam, uh, Samson, and giving us a chance to, set, to, uh, to set that, clarify that. Um, you know, something else that we have been talking about a lot this year is certifications. And here at INE, we've been very, very excited over the past few months uh, to release our first INE certification. You know, we have the, uh, the ELS certifications, but uh, kind of tiptoed into, uh, into a whole new arena with the ICCA. Yeah, I think the, uh, the ICCA was, uh, was a huge milestone for us because you know, when, we, when we acquired eLearn Security, they already had 13 certifications. I think over time we added, uh, we updated a few, and then we added uh, one more, a new, that new certification uh, during that time. But um, you know, I think coming out with those lessons learned and coming away with a process and what we wanted out of a certification, and we, we didn't want to be a paper, uh, you know, a certification factory or anything like that. We wanted to really create something that was valuable to students and to organizations, and. Uh, you know, I think I think with the ICCA, we've been able to separate ourselves out from AWS, from Azure, who are, you know, they, their interests are in you sticking with their platform, mm -hmm. right? Their interest on, on AWS is that you get AWS certified and that everything you do is on AWS going forward. Uh, but I can say that, you know, there's not a lot of places out there where you have the knowledge to present to you know, if you're on a finance call and saying, well, what are the costs of this uh, going to AWS? Uh, you know, somebody might be able to stick, you know, if they go through the ICCA, understand that, hey, there are things that are actually more economical on uh, Microsoft Azure, for example, versus AWS. And, and being a well-rounded cloud student and a cloud practitioner, I think just is a huge wealth to an organization. Um, you know, I know, for example, in, in, our, in our dealing with labs, um, you know, we're dealing with a lot of nested virtualization, right? You have like KVM on, uh, on AWS and you have very expensive bare metal machines on AWS that would prevent, you know, not that would abstract that layer out a little bit. Um, but the cost on a cost perspective, uh, running uh, some of these labs, uh, take for example, the networking labs, running them in, in Azure is much more cost effective. And so just having that knowledge of saying like, this is, a, a, we're looking at it from a multi-cloud scenario 
And we want to give people a kind of fundamental understanding of the multi-cloud and what this means. Uh, I think it's just been, it's been huge and I think it's just the first step. Um, so i really excited that we were able to release that. And I know, I know there's uh, much more to come from, from that team. Yeah, we have a, a, a lot of fun things coming down the pike from that. We're going to get a demo from Mike uh, Pfeiffer in just a second. But before we get to that, I wanted just to talk with you about a couple of the other net new certifications that we're working on, the EJPT V2 uh, and a couple other things. Yeah, so uh, I think I mentioned in the intro there, uh, you know, we are, we are working hard on getting the uh, EJTP V2 coming out. And uh, I think that we're, we really want to position that with a net new release of a PTS, uh, a, a updated PTS uh, course, which is the Pentester student course. Um, you know, a lot of the labs in PTS are kind of using Windows 7. It's getting a little long in the tooth in terms of practicality. So we really want to make sure we're staying on top of that and putting uh, labs and scenarios in there uh, that are really more practical about what people are using today out in the field, such as like Windows 10, for example. Uh, so really excited about the, the new EJTP uh, certification. Awesome. All right. As- there, there are a lot of there are a lot coming down the pipeline. Uh, there, are, I, I won't say a lot. There are there are well thought out uh, certification paths that are coming uh, in the, in the close future here as well. So really excited uh, about being able to to deliver on those and, and put those in the new testing environment that we have. Yeah, and I think that's perfectly put. You know, well thought out, uh, thoroughly researched, and uh, and just really really, uh, you know certifications that that aim to fill a gap that exists in the industry not just replicate something that's already there right that's a huge huge part of it as we venture uh deeper into this certification uh, arena that's a huge differentiator and i think that's you know as, as i mentioned on the aws side or even on the cisco side for for networking certifications you know all of the vendors have their kind of certifications mm-hmm. on their product um but a lot of the times you walk into a data center it's not just all cisco equipment sitting there Right. And like I mentioned on the cloud side, you go to our, our team and they're not just using AWS. And I think like we want to make sure we're providing a practical way that businesses can look at a certification from INE and say that, hey, this is this is this person has a, a, a well-rounded experience across these lab, uh, across these networking devices or across these lab uh, cloud platforms, et cetera. Uh, so I think that's where we really want to make sure that we're not just a me too certification, but it really is that added value and making sure on top of that, that you have, uh, you have to have that hands-on practical experience. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're even going further in terms of how to test on that um, using uh, some you know some of the community might know kind of dynamic flag injection and some of these things that we can guarantee uh, to to an extent we can guarantee that you know that person taking the lab is is not has not just gotten their answers from someone uh, sitting across the desk, so to speak. Yeah. We have, uh, we're going to bring in Mike Pfeiffer now, who is the founder of CloudSkills.io, currently director of cloud content here in INE. And he's going to talk a little bit more about the ICCA and what's coming down the pike for uh, the cloud here at INE. All right, let's talk a little bit about INE cloud certifications. We'll do a recap of what exists now, and then we'll talk about what's coming up next. Now, you might have heard we have the INE Certified Cloud Associate, the ICCA. That is a certification that currently exists. It was just released this year in 2022. And this entry-level certification is really designed for anybody in the IT organization. This is something that not only serves engineers and developers and architects, but this is something that executives and other folks that are in the IT business could get a lot of value out of. Now, the way that we prepare you for this exam is we have 10 hours of training material that goes over the core foundations of working with the Azure Cloud Platform, Amazon Web Services, even working with Google Cloud. 
And on top of that, there's hands-on labs and quizzes. And so this certification experience is really kind of taking multiple approaches here. So although this is an entry-level certification, it is an immersive certification process because you're watching videos, you're doing hands-on labs, you're doing quizzes, and then you're taking the actual certification once you've prepared. So let me show you the experience of actually launching the certification. So imagine you've watched all the 10 hours of the videos, you've gone through the practice labs and the assessment questions, the quiz questions. Once you have your certification voucher, you'll head over to the exam to get started. Now, like I said, this is an entry-level exam, so difficulty is novice. You've got 90 minutes to complete the exam, and that includes 46 questions and four hands-on lab objectives. So once you click on Start Exam, you'll be taken to a screen where you have to accept the terms and conditions. So you'll read through that, click on Start, and that'll take you into the multiple-choice portion of the exam. We're blurring out the question text and the answers here, but essentially, you read the text, you pick the appropriate answer, and then you move on to the next question. Notice inside the exam experience, you can provide feedback on questions. So if it's confusing, you can leave us some feedback and we are reading that feedback consistently. You can flag your questions for review so you can come back later and change the answer if you'd like to. And also notice there's time alerts. In this case, I've set it up to where I'll get an alert 10 minutes before the exam actually ends. Once you're done answering the questions, take a look at the bottom right. You'll click on the hands-on lab button and that'll take you in to the objectives you need to complete. And of course, to maintain the integrity of the exam, we're not showing the text of these objectives, but you can see there's four different objectives worth one point each. In this particular exam, you gotta get two out of four points. So on this screen, I would just start the lab by clicking the button on the top right. And once I'm done with the lab exercises, I'll get an exam score just like this. So not only will we give you a detailed breakdown of how you did on the objectives for the multiple choice questions, we also do the same thing for the hands-on labs. You'll know exactly which ones you passed and which ones you didn't. So now that we've recapped the existing certification, let's talk about what's next for cloud certifications at INE. The next certification we're working on right now is called the INE Certified Multi-Cloud Engineer, the IMCE certification. And of course, this is going to be an in-depth core engineering certification across as multiple clouds. So in this certification path, we're covering core engineering domains like security, infrastructure as code, networking, compute services like virtual machines and things like that, high availability, and then finally storage. And across all of these different topics, as you could imagine, there can be some really complicated engineering scenarios. And that's what we plan on delivering in courses that map to all these topics in this certification path. So across security, infrastructure as code, networking, compute, high availability, and storage, we'll have courses that touch on 300 and 400 level concepts to help you understand how to do cloud engineering on AWS. Across this multi-cloud certification engineer learning path, there will also be courses for Azure that touch on these topics as well. Again, going into three and 400 level content, and this will be actionable, hands-on based content that you can follow along with on our lab platform. With this approach, you can work through our content for the multi-cloud engineer certification, or you can just focus on Azure or AWS or even Google when we add that later. So ultimately what our cloud certifications will look like will be this. We'll have the ICCA, which currently already exists. That's our associate entry-level cloud certification. Next, we'll release the ICME, the multi-cloud engineer certification. We'll basically stack on top of the ICCA. Once we're done with the multi-cloud engineer certification, we'll build one similar to that for multi-cloud architecture. We've got a DevOps certification path planned as well, and many more. But these are the ones that you can expect to see coming out over the next several months here at INE. So that brings us to the end of this update for cloud certifications here at INE. Good luck on your... Yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting. Exciting. Yeah, ton of stuff happening, and really, um, that is, that is just the beginning. So very, very exciting times here. Um, I want to get to another topic, something that that I'm also really excited about. I know you are as well, Richard, and that is the new INE for Business platform that we have launching soon. Just want to see if you can kind of take us through that, talk about some of the um, some of the features of this because this really has been designed as a complete game changer for enterprise clients. 
Uh, sure. Yeah, I can uh, share my screen here and uh, kind of go through this, just some screenshots. If, if you can just let me know, you can see that good. And then there you go. Got it. Awesome. Uh, I, I think the first the first thing that we really wanted to focus on was, uh, you know, a lot of changes coming out to the business platform uh, and really putting that at a forefront uh, to really help businesses understand and, and navigate not just the content, but, you know, their teams on the platform as well. And so the first thing we really wanted to uh, get done is the uh, single sign-on. And so now any uh, sign we, pro we now uh, any enterprise accounts can really upgrade to a uh, a single sign-on experience with their company. Uh, so that's that's kind of been step one. Step two is you kind of log into this uh, all new dashboard, uh, much faster analytics than we provide today. Uh, I know that's been one of the ma major complaints, just the speed at which uh, you know, this uh, the analytics and graphs are loading, et cetera. Uh, so really wanted to make sure we uh, increase the performance and the response responsiveness of the uh, of the new site. And, and and not only that, we also this is also working in uh, mobile as well. So really, really excited about that. Um, the other side was really on the team management side, uh, adding a invite by email, invite by link, having some teams, creating a new team, assigning colors so they can kind of keep them uh, situated within the dashboard. And then um, what you can basically uh, adjust the licenses, adjust who's the manager of those teams, and a, a really thought out uh, team management. And this was really from years of experience with our kind of uh, our current platform. And and then we can kind of see our entire team, kind of go through, track licenses, track what team they're on. Uh, but more importantly, I think kind of look in the overall usage of the team. How are they doing on quizzes, labs, videos, uh, how many slides they're watching, all the activities that uh, each member of the team is doing. Um, and then I would say the, the the net new feature that we're really excited to launch is, is what we're calling playlist. And um, you know, playlist is basically you can create a custom playlist for your team or for a user, um, assign content to that playlist, and then get uh, view all your playlist, and then get feedback. Oh, oops, sorry, uh, the wrong button there. Uh, you know, kind of view your old uh, playlist for those users, and then get feedback on the playlist completion. So we can see how many courses they've started, how many courses have been completed, and really progress towards those uh, towards that playlist that you've created. So we're really excited about uh, the new playlists that are coming to the INE Business Platform. And all of this, um, you know, is really being designed with customization in mind, right? Different businesses have different needs. We understand that. We get that, and, and it's all with an eye toward allowing enterprise clients to create the experience that makes sense for them, right? 100%. And I think we, we have, uh, you know, we have years of this feedback that we're hearing from about usability, speed, performance, what analytics are important to them. And it's really about showing the ROI on the training investment mm -hmm. that you're making. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're doing and showing on the platform is a lot on the on the student side. And they're, we're increasing their knowledge. We're increasing their skill set. We're really helping them. And it's how do we have a reflection of that back to an account admin or to a CTO or a CIO and, and a business leader and saying like, this is not. Uh, this is an investment in your people to really accelerate their careers and their skills. And this investment pays back. Um, and and just trying to you know get to a point where we're really showcasing wh how, what that payback is to a business. Yeah, we're, we're we're listen. We're big believers in data here at INE, um, and and we're leaning into that pretty hardcore with this. Um, not just asking you to you know, to trust that the training is good, but actually giving you the uh, the metrics and information to to look at it, 
prove it is, and then make it easy to uh, to disseminate that information to you know to to your uh, managers, directors, C-suite, uh, what have you. Richard, anything else um, on this business platform that you wanted to highlight, or um, you know anything else particularly that that we have on the roadmap that we haven't touched on, or that you wanted to address? Well, I would say on the uh, we're going to be rolling the uh, new business platform out uh, in the month of April. Um, we are going to be pulling on uh, current accounts and uh, new accounts onto the platform as we kind of trial that out and get that out there. But we want to get that in the hands of users as fast as possible. Uh, and then the second thing is the um, we are uh, the teams are hard at work on uh, creating a, a net new uh, experience at INE, uh, and uh, we we have put a lot of time and a lot of energy into uh, creating a. Uh, a, a fun training experience, and I will uh, I will leave it at that for now. But uh, it's you know I'm I'm super excited about uh, about the upcoming months here in, in Q2. I uh, I had to almost duct tape Richard's mouth shut so he wouldn't reveal any more information about this. Richard, I know I know you're super excited about what's coming up. We have a huge announcement. Um, You'll be privy to all the information in the next few weeks and months. Keep an eye on our social for more details. But Richard, I know this is. Um, I don't think it's an understatement to call what we're working on right now and what we're, we're in preparation, uh, what we're preparing to deliver a, a huge passion project for you. Huge passion project. And I would say uh, it's, it's been, uh, as some of the people on the team could tell you, it's probably been uh, eight, eight years, nine years in the making. So uh, <laughs> I, I am so excited to get this in the hands of students. And uh, this is, uh, I, I think it's game changing uh, in, in the space. So we're super excited about it. Maybe you we know, can I, leave. I, I maybe like we can training. leave that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I like a training kind of what what you know I'm I'm big big into technology and all these things and like I love I love this stuff I love going through the platform and uh, you know one of the one of the biggest things that I run into are, are a lot of distractions and mm -hmm. uh, you know between family and work and all the things that are going on and you know I just want to I want to be able to create something and work with this amazing team to create something that is that is fun and addictive. And so I think that's, uh, I think that's what we're getting to. So super excited about that. And uh, read what you would like into the word game changing. We'll just, we'll leave it at that, right? Subtle hints. <laughs> All right, Richard, thank you so much. Anything else you uh, you wanted to touch on or say before we head out? Uh, yeah, just, I guess, are there, are, do you wanna do any questions? Yeah, we, we do actually have, we do have uh, one question that we were not able to get to. First of all, thank you for all of your question. Idris, Dressy asks, any plans to expand on the collaboration CCIE path? Uh, yes, we are going to uh, be coming out with, I think, a, a six-week course on the CCIE collaboration. Uh, and that should be, uh, like I said, I we, we're going to be working hard to get the roadmap out uh, in April. So you should see that coming out. But we are working hard on getting kind of a six-week course come out uh, for the collaboration as well. So really excited about that. All right, in the works, Idris, in the works. Um, if uh, if you if anybody else has any questions, go ahead and post them now. If not, we are uh, we're going to wrap up here. Richard, anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I think uh, I think we covered everything. I'm I'm just super excited about uh, what we're working on and the, how how well the team has just been. Uh, you know, I can't I can't thank the team enough at Pentester Academy. Just been an incredible group to work with. Uh, our team with Amanda leading certifications and all the content directors have just been. Uh, I mean, everybody is so passionate about what we're doing and, and it really gets back to just, you know, I, I think just how much how much we care about the students education and about what we're what we're doing. 
Um, and, and, you know, there, we have stories from, from students for days about just the, the success they have. And it, that, that means everything to me. And I know we've talked about that in a previous, uh, g gathering, but, you know, I think that is, that's so rewarding to kind of see the, the success that students are having. And I, 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 I thumbs up every, you know, uh, certification for my NEIC on LinkedIn. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's so amazing. The, and the community has just been really supportive of, of all those, uh, messages and people as well. So that's been great to see. Yeah, and as you progress, uh, to those who are watching, as you progress through, whether you're uh, you know, an individual with a certification or uh, a business team user, an enterprise user, please, uh, when you hit those milestones, post about them, share them. We love to see them. Richard was just saying, you know, he, he combs LinkedIn, looks for those, gives them a thumbs up. And uh, there's, there's really just nothing more rewarding um, for us than to know that, that you are succeeding. So. Um, Richard, thank you so much for being here today, for, for opening it up to questions, for talking to us, just giving us kind of a, a rundown of what we can expect over the next few months. Appreciate your time. No, great being here. Thank you. All right. We'll see you again soon. And we will be live again tomorrow. INE's Director of Cybersecurity Content, Jack Reedy, will be here along with AWS instructor Brooke Seahorn for a special April Fool's stream. That is right. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, so don't get caught. They are talking about cyber fumbles, tales of blunders and audacity in tech. That is quite the title and it will be quite the stream. Great stories to tell, some really interesting and some useful tidbits for you to take away. Learn from the mistakes, don't make them yourself. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop for details anytime we stream and those notifications when we do go live. As always, bring your questions. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.